0: Good day, and welcome to Facts Matter, the Citizens Research Council of Michigan podcast. I'm Nancy Derringer, Communications Director for the Research Council, and in this podcast, we look at Michigan through a policy lens. Our discussions here are informed by our 102 years of experience doing nonpartisan, fact based research on policy issues. We hope this podcast will serve as another way for the public to access our work, which is, as always, free and available to all at our website, crcmish.org. I'm joined now by Eric Lufer, president of the Research Council, who recently published a blog on our website, crcmish.org, that sheds light on a topic most of us have probably never considered. Why do so many of our citizen-initiated petition drives, the constitutional right we all enjoy to pass laws or amend the state constitution if we can get enough people to sign their names in favor, why do so many of these campaigns in Michigan collapse short of the finish line? Earlier this year, you might recall there was a push to use the citizen initiative to make the legislature a part-time body. But it had a number of false starts and most recently appears to be permanently stalled. One that isn't, the voters not politicians anti-gerrymandering effort, is where a lot of these initiatives go and sometimes don't come out, the courts. The problem, Eric writes, is not with the process itself, but in how Michigan administers it, and he's here to explain. Welcome.
1: Thank you again.
0: Okay. Um, I can spoil your explanation in just a few words, but you'll need to elaborate. So basically, the 24 other states that allow citizen petitions front load their process and we don't. What does that mean?
1: So anytime there is a process to try to initiate a law or initiate a constitutional amendment, the proponents will create the language to uh, what the proposed reform will look like and then they create a petition and Michigan election law says that it has to look certain ways and certain size font size and all this other stuff Um, in Michigan there is no requirement to go to the state before you go out in the field and start collecting petitions There's a voluntary operation where you can go to the Board of State Canvassers and they say that petition looks good. They can't tell you what's on it to change any of that language, but does it look right? Are all the titles in the right places and all the little details? But you don't have to do that. In every other state, you do. You have to go to the state and get their approval before you go out. In every other state, they do what Michigan does, looking at the form of it, but all those other states also look at the substance. So the, uh, there's a process then to say, is this proposed reform in violation of the US Constitution? Does it conflict with other aspects of your state constitution? Is it written in a way that is consistent with other statutory law? All these types of things that we end up in court in on in Michigan uh, as the opponents try to slow down the process or say, wait a second, you're doing this all wrong. Might be a great idea, but let's do it the right way. And so what happens in Michigan? You take your petition out in the field and you collect hundreds and thousands of signatures and you turn them in and the board of canvasser, state canvassers says, That more than meets the number you need, and then we end up in the courts, and it, first of all, puts the judiciary process into a political aspect of lawmaking where they don't belong, and it, erodes confidence in government that somebody's trying to slow down what hundreds of thousands of people said seemed like a good idea.
0: Right. So it's almost as though, I mean, you get your ducks in a row before you start the heavy lifting and the expensive uh, part of the process, which is going out and gathering the signatures. You get all that done ahead of time in other states, but in Michigan, there's a there's frequently a um, a nasty surprise waiting at the end of all of this because you didn't do it right.
1: Right, and part of it is you know just think about how we make laws. For a typical law to be made, you uh, come up with a germ of an idea and introduce it to a legislator, or, the, or he or she thinks of it, and they take it to the legislative service bureau. So you have a lawyer then listening to that idea and trying to craft it into law. And asking questions I'm not quite sure what you mean here what do you mean you want to go the money to go for this or that did you, did you mean this fund which is an existing fund in in the way Michigan does something and then it's introduced as as statutory um, you know a bill and it goes to committee and you have some people react to it and you have interest groups come and say this is good or bad for whatever reason so there's a lot of sunshine shown upon a regular bill as it's introduced or a proposed constitutional amendment. But when you do these petitions, you sit up around with a bunch of friends, like-minded people saying, wouldn't it be great if, and they come up with the language and they put it onto a petition, and the first time anybody sees it to say, that doesn't seem like the best thing or I don't know why you mean with that, is when it's actually out there as a petition for people to s- sign, so just putting more sunshine will lead to a better product. Whether you like the I.R.D. or not, have somebody react to it. Have somebody who either doesn't know or is opposed to it say you're you're doing it wrong for this reason.
0: Right, and the and the process in other states is not. I mean, it doesn't um, put the kibosh on. Um, you know, ideas that might be unpopular with the current political leadership in some other state. They're just saying, you've written this part wrong, and it won't pass muster with a judge, so rewrite it, and then we go out and write
1: So, okay. So usually the feedback that the proponents get will be voluntary in nature. It might be the state attorney general looking at it and saying, here are the questions that we see on this. It might be the organized opponent saying, we think this is a bad idea for these reasons or we found these issues. So you as the proponents could either heed that advice and try to head off troubles or plug ahead knowing that you're setting yourself up for legal issues down the road. But it's that process of putting sunshine on the product that you're trying to produce that will lead to a better product down the road. And... You, you can think about what else we can do with that. In Michigan, we don't create a 100-word description of the issue until the very last step in the process, just before it shows up on the ballot. Well, why not do it at the very beginning, and then everyone being asked to sign the petition can stop and read 100 words and get some idea more than the, the ballot uh, circulator who's often doesn't even know what they're exactly passing the petition for right um
0: the and, state and sometimes tell you something when they put it in your face that isn't entirely true true
1: <laughs> we've we've gone through that and it's not good um the state a number of states create um an elections information center online so you can go and find out about the candidates but also find out about the uh, petitions that are being circulated and you can do your homework ahead of time if i'm confronted by somebody who says they want to end gerrymandering what does the petition do right you'll so find out ahead of time not everyone's going to do their homework but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if you had a place to go and do your homework
0: if you could actually do that right so drawing on your much deeper um, knowledge of this than (laughs) than mine. I mean, what are the sorts of things that tend to be out of order in these efforts in Michigan? I mean, I talked in the intro about what's going on with the part-time legislature, although we didn't get into a lot of detail, but what kinds of things do people get wrong when they launch one of these drives? We've
1: seen a number of things. A couple, almost a decade ago now, there was something called Reform Michigan Government Now, where they tried to do so many things in a simple petition process that the courts came back and said, "You're proposing things that have to be done in a constitutional convention. You can't do that through a mandatory process." So wouldn't it have been nice to do that before they collected all of the petitions?" Um, and
0: Craig wrote about that on our blog. I on our blog just a few weeks ago because right that's and, that's part of the challenge of the anti gerrymandering, right, okay.
1: Uh, we've had a petition a couple of years ago to expand casino gaming where they were using terms for different funds and and just concepts where you could, as an everyday person, sort of guess what they were hoping to do. But it wasn't consistent with state law uh, to call it the Michigan Transportation Fund or or things like that. Um, so it was just gonna beg legal question down the line uh, you know if if that's what you meant, why didn't you say what you meant right uh, in a way that everyone would understand who deals with state government. Um, so sometimes it is grammatical. we've also have we now have two sections that are have the same number in our Constitution because they didn't go back and say, uh, you know, shouldn't this be Section 37 instead of our Section second Section 36? The
0: other, the other 37.
1: Right? Uh, so, I mean, sometimes it's as simple as that, and sometimes it's very substantive things that could be identified before we go through this whole process.
0: Okay. Um, in your blog, you wrote that of all the states with initiative and referendum, Michigan stands alone in the lack of meaningful review of proposal language and substance prior to petition circulation. But clearly, these aren't just people passing around a petition that says, hey, hey, kids, let's legalize marijuana. I mean, there's lawyers write these things, don't they?
1: Yeah, again, but they're sort of everyone of a like mind, so lawyers are Are paid to think these things through but um, they're not necessarily getting the naysayers to ask the hard questions about the way it's written
0: there's no pushback there's no pushback right okay so how might we fix this problem other states don't do it this way what are some of the things that other states do that we might consider doing here in michigan
1: All right, so first of all, I think this can be done with a statutory fix. I don't think this requires amending the Constitution in any way, but we would go in and amend the Michigan election law and spell out a process as part of uh, the article that deals with the initiative and referendum that says um, before you can circulate petitions to amend the Constitution or initiate law, ask for a referendum on a enacted law, that you have to have approval from the state. Approval from the state would entail both approvals to form, that the fonts are right, that the everything is the way it should be, uh, but also a substantive review. Now, most states use the attorney general for that. We've had a number of attorney generals that have opined on proposals and it's become very political and we don't think that's a good fix here Mm -hmm. Uh, unless we
0: the attorney general's office in michigan is a very much a political
1: it is they're independently elected they don't answer to the governor they only answer to the people and therefore they often appeal to the people to prove their worth exactly um so other states have uh, florida for instance has a process where you can Um, get the state approval and begin the process and sort of prove that you're a legitimate idea. Sometimes we get some wacky ideas and we don't want to bog down the system for every idea that comes along, but prove that you're a legitimate idea that people are signing your petitions for and then they put brakes on it and they say, okay, let's go to the Florida Supreme Court and ask them, do you see any problems with things that are written here? And the opponents can say, yeah, look at this section or that section or these words. Um, so there's a chance for, for the opponents and the proponent to sort of weigh it out, but let's do it before it gets too far down the line.
0: So they kind of wait to see if a uh, particular movement has any kind of legs, and then they kind of have a timeout in the middle of the of the petition of the signature gathering game, and um and and rule on it before the rest of yes, the yeah okay. that's exactly Got right. Uh, Louisiana I think you said uses um a nonprofit agency not an agency but a nonprofit organization very similar to the research council. Right. They're
1: they're one of our sister organizations. The Citizens Research Council for our 102 years has always weighed in on these ballot questions to help people understand we don't argue for them or against them, but we do a, an analysis of that. Ours, you know, consistent with the system is done as you're preparing to vote in, in Louisiana. They do it up front, and that analysis is available online. The state makes people aware of it. So um, there's some analysis and some sunshine shown on the proposal to say uh, we see these Good things, these bad things, different things to think about. Um, Many of the proposals we come across have financial consequences. In other states, they use what we have, the House and Senate fiscal agencies. Um, They have those agencies do a fiscal analysis. Is it going to end up costing us money? If so, how much? Is it going to raise money with the marijuana legalization? We're talking about raising money, but how much? How much?
0: You know, it's sort of
1: throwing a dart against the wall right now and hoping you come up with the right number uh, because there's there's no real sophisticated analysis of it going on okay so why not get the people who do that for a living to to make their best guess on where that's going
0: right so um and you believe that this that tweaking this process is something that can be done via statute rather than um another yet another amendment to the constitution
1: yes um Basically, our, our 1963 Constitution lays out the skeleton for what government should look like. Uh, we should have a legislature of this many members. The rules are to be decided by the legislature. We should have um, initiative process that will have these sort of minimum requirements. Everything else is to be created by the legislature. So it's that sort of. Provision that's common throughout the Constitution that our legislature is supposed to put the meat on these bones, and and the legislature could go back and change that meat, change the way they did it at the beginning to say let's do it different, and and I think it could all be done statutorily.
0: Yeah, and then when and then we don't run into these um, very bitter disputes at the end of the process, which tends to just. You know, make people angry. It, as you point out, it it um, it frustrates the will of however many hundred thousand people have already signed the petition. Um, it just it just creates more division where we really don't need that.
1: Where we don't need it anymore.
0: No, we we've got plenty of that. So okay, all right. Thanks, Eric. That was uh, that was very helpful. That's an, a a fascinating thing to consider. And you know, I think anytime your state does something that no other state does, I think it's worthwhile to to take a look and say, you know, are we doing it right and everybody else is doing it wrong or is it the other way around? Right. <laughs> so. In
1: this case, we're behind. We, yes. should, we should look at those examples and and think rethink the way we're doing this.
0: And learn from them. Okay, well, thanks. And that will do it for this edition of Facts Matter, the Citizens Research Council of Michigan podcast. Remember, the Council operates as a public resource, and all of our papers, along with blogs, op-eds, and other resources, are available for download on our website, crcmish.org. We operate as a nonprofit through the generosity of Michigan's corporations, foundations, and individuals like you. If you'd like to make a donation, go to our website, crcmish.org, and click on the contribution button on the home page. We also welcome feedback, which you can send via email to crcmish at org. I'm Nancy Derringer. Until next time, I leave you with this observation by our founding president, Lent Upson. The right to criticize government is also an obligation to know what you're talking about. Thanks for listening.